everybody, welcome to episode 12 of Crushing. I have an amazing guest on today. This is Annie Trezza. Um, okay, well, let's get into it. So I know Annie from surfing out in Montauk. I met her like more than a couple years ago at this point. I was like a young teenager and now I'm like an, an older adult human <laughs> living my own life. Um, and we work together over the summer as surf instructors. Annie is a surf instructor and a singer songwriter and I'm van girl, surf instructor, radio show host, UCLA student. Uh, yeah, Annie, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? You're not just a van girl, you're the most number one employee of the, <laughs> of the team um, that we work for. But um, anyway, yeah, we met along a couple, a couple of years ago romping around this same small town known as Montauk. Same same body of water, same surf break known as home. Brought us together. You want to know how I got here? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm, you know, I'm originally from like an hour from here. And I grew up as a little beach rat, always playing on boogie boards and such. And then um, I would go to West Hampton. And then my mom, once my mom kind of split, she moved out here. She moved out here when I was a junior in high school and I've just pretty much been here since because since I grew up surfing, fell in love with the ocean, there's no better place than Montauk if you're in New York and on Long Island. So, so I've been here for like 15 years. My yeah. goodness, that's, yeah. that's wild. So like what came first, like the surfing or the singing and the music and like how do they fit together? That's a good question because they're very, very connected, I would say, very much. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've always been obsessed with both music and the ocean. So mm -hmm. like I said, I, I would always, my mom's really into the water. So she mm -hmm. would always take me to the beach. And I was always like, like, I would just, she would drop me off on her way to work in the morning and just pick me up after. Mm -hmm. um, so I've always been in love with the ocean and music. I remember being like four or five years old, like the first thing when getting in my parents' car is like, dad, can you put on that Beatles tape? So I've always been in love with music, but I started surfing like because I used to boogie board and then it was my 10th birthday and I saw some kid with a foamy on the beach and I was like, that looks fun. And I asked for a surfboard and caught my first wave at 10. I was pretty much hooked ever since. And then music, I mean, yeah, I've always been in love with it, but I started really playing when I was like, probably not until I was like 15. That's when I started writing and I got more serious into guitar because mm -hmm. I played piano a lot when I was younger. But like high school then? High school is when I really started, yeah, with guitar, mm -hmm. um, for sure. I was like, a, yeah, 10th grade, 11th grade is when I would say. So surfing was probably a bit more of an obsession before. But. Mm -hmm. And then like, those have just like been your things for your whole life too. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. Once I started like writing and stuff, mm -hmm. I can't, yeah, but they definitely go hand in hand for sure. Yeah. What do you, I've like, I mean, I feel like it's pretty easy to notice that like a lot of people who surf are super drawn to music and vice versa. Like, what do you think yeah. is the overlap there? I think that, um, well, I think for me too, I mean, I'm sure everyone feels this way. I think surfing is super creative because mm -hmm. like you're drawing lines and painting on the waves. So I feel like it translates. I've had some people in my travels like tell me that I, I play guitar the way I surf. Like whenever I play lead and like electric, cause it's just like super mellow and cruisy. Mm -hmm. Groovy. I'm not an aggressive surfer. I'm not That's like kind of an awesome compliment. I can see it. I, 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 I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I kind of also wonder if it's like about like reaching like a flow state and like escaping from your thoughts and like dissociating a little bit because like yeah. I don't know like anytime that like I'm surfing or like I'm playing guitar and singing or I'm writing like that's like inherently a moment where like I'm not constantly like thinking 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 because I think so much and so it's like yes. a way to escape so I not feel like that's what yeah. draws me to both those things well yeah I think yeah that's actually I mean both things for me are the most like therapeutic meditative things ever mm -hmm. so even yeah for surfing and music those feelings are definitely the same I would say mm -hmm. and like was there like I don't know like when you were going to high school did you go to high school like out on Long Island or like oh yeah yeah I, went, I, I did um I I went to school in the Belfort 
so it's like mm -hmm. a half to okay. an hour or so yeah. from here and um not quite as close to the ocean as being here on the beach in montauk but it was only 15 20 minutes right and like were there like other kids that you hung out with that were sort of like into surfing and into music and stuff like did you feel like alone in the crowd or do you kind of have like a crew of people that you were hanging out with like what was it like um well there really wasn't too many surfers in that high school for sure mm -hmm. you know especially no one who i think did it as like intensely as me there was a couple boys of course but i'm, I'm pretty sure i was known to be like one of the only girls in the Bellport that surfed it's just mm -hmm. my memory is that chick who loved surfing and the beatles mm -hmm. um but um i had a couple friends who surfed and then and then those friends also were into music as well but um, I like, kind of didn't really, like I said, I really didn't get serious about music till like 11th grade or something. And I, I, would, I would stay after school and uh, play guitar with this teacher. We would just play for like two hours and I would learn all these Beatles and Bob Dylan songs. And that was an outlet for me. Uh -huh. and, that, and I had a couple friends who came to that with me at first. I started a guitar club actually. Uh -huh. <laughs> and um, yeah. and. I would say after a couple times a week and that's really where I got my roots in playing and then you know not everyone stuck with it as much as me but I definitely had some creative friends oh that's so special that's so cool I love that guitar club after school I forgot that I did that oh, Danny, I love that um okay before we get into the crush stuff let's take a break and hear our first song crush stuff all right crush stuff before the crush stuff some music well i'm pretty much only really good at writing about heartache and such mm -hmm. um, thought i might start with this tune um it's a song about rainy days and heartaches and it's called cigarettes and army jackets woke up in your bed another
just heard cigarettes and army jackets by Annie Trezza. Oh my gosh, live performance. Um, tell, you want to tell us about that song a little bit? Oh boy. Well, you know, actually, I think that like, that's like one of the, probably one of the few, if not the only song of mine that I just don't really ever get sick of playing because mm -hmm. I feel like, I mean, when I wrote it, I wrote it about one specific person, obviously, but I feel like, I mean, shit, that was almost like 10 years ago, I think I wrote that song, maybe. Maybe, not, yes, or eight eight years ago or something, but I feel like it's just like kind of carried on and translated over to anyone that has ever made me feel a bit of heartache like that. So it's like, whenever I play it, it's like I kind of can, can zone out and like, just apply it to all these other situations. Other everyone that's ever kind of made me feel like that. So it's special to me. I love that. But I wrote it on the beach, sitting on the beach in Charleston, and it kind of just like rolled out. And those are usually the good ones. So. Wow. I want to ask you about your writing process. Oh boy. <laughs> that later though. Okay. So as you know, Annie, this show is about crushes as a lens for self-discovery and i have to hit you with the question that i always ask everybody uh -huh. what is a notable crush that helped you learn more about yourself oh boy i think i'm still crushing on people who are helping me about learn about myself um shoot that's a hard question because there's so many but something that helped me learn something about myself mm -hmm. i mean i I've kind of like, it's a tough, kind of a tough question because I have so many, but for me, because I'm kind of one of those people that likes everyone. So, um, I, I could probably say maybe when I was younger and had my first girl crush because I was realizing that that's what those feelings were. Mm -hmm. um, I kind of tended to feel funny towards girls more than boys when I was younger. And I didn't really know what that meant. And then I, I would say, uh, yeah, I remember in like middle school, like someone who's now one of my most best friends actually in the whole wide world. She's more like a sister, which is weird. But I remember I, I would always get the butterflies and feel all kind of weird. And I, I didn't really know what it was. And then when it kept happening with other girls on down the line, I realized. So I think that helped me Whoa. realize. Well, also, if you want to get technical, my first real girl crush was Avril Lavigne when I was 10 years old, and that kind of helped me down. Avril Lavigne, I love that. I don't know what... <laughs> Only yeah. Avril deserves that. Um, very good. That's that's yeah. cool. So you said that, like, you're just you're just crushing on everyone. God, I'd have to say me, too. Like, I have to say, I'm like, how am I going to get through? My I feel like every week I just, like, have a new crush, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what am I going to do about this? My friends are, like, always waiting to hear about, like, what my next story is. Oh, and, you I know, all the stuff. Better to crush and feel than to not feel at all, you know? And yeah. then you get some inspiration from crushing. That's probably why I like it so much. Yeah, the inspiration, the art. Yeah, the art of it. The art of crushing. The like art it. of crushing. Hmm. Very interesting. I feel like write a book, The Art of Crushing. It's an album. And yeah, the album, The Art of Crushing. I love that. I like, I guess, like, I don't know. I, in high school, like, I had a really close female friend. And I, like, I don't know, like, I like only hung out with her kind of for like two years mm -hmm. but like I in retrospect I kind of wonder about that friendship and I'm like oh like did I have feelings for her like I kind of like think maybe I did but like I don't know like yeah. it's confusing you know what I mean and like also I guess like I mean like especially like well I guess like given like my family background and stuff like uh like putting like a label like on my sexuality is like not ever something I feel like I like have to do but like I don't know like getting older and stuff like I definitely like think about like that high school relationship and I'm like hmm like I wonder if like there was something more there like I don't know and I also just like like um I feel like a lot of like a lot like there are like definitely like points like especially in high school too like for me a lot of this happened in high school weirdly because like my I don't know like I just like wasn't like seeing guys in high school like at all and so like me neither 
<laughs> my dad, like, I just, like, know that, like, my parents, like, really thought I was a lesbian. And then it's, like, I'm just not, like, it's just yeah. like, kind of funny because, like, and I also think that, like, some people think that about me. I don't know why. But, like, I'm on the no need for I, I, like, I like to use that word, honestly. Yeah. So now I, like, think that's funny because I'm, like, oh, like, it's just, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just, yeah. like, haha, like, I'm so, I'm not a lesbian, but, like, also I have had really close female friendships where I'm, like, hmm. So Maybe. there you go. But I'm assuming you never crossed the line, so you don't know. No. no. <laughs> um, but, like, I'm kind of curious, too, like, so, like, you wrote that song, like, eight years ago, you said, right? So, like, you were my age, like what yeah what what about it like <laughs> what were you doing at 20 like god oh, what what funny. this is a good question actually because um <laughs> actually i i went to school in new york city for two years for, for fine arts mm -hmm. fit but instead of doing my painting homework i would be in my room writing music mm -hmm. that was when i really started like writing and singing yeah. i never sang in front of anyone until i like really started writing and i had to but anyway um after two years i decided that it really wasn't for me fit and art school so i actually uh went to the west coast for a few months bopped around did some traveling and i'd never been out to california yet and uh and then after that, I lived in Charleston for like a year, which was really fun. I had all these friends who went to college in Charleston. I didn't attend school, but I made use of the facilities and was a, a fake student. But I really just like, I, I just, I mean, I started playing music gigs and stuff when I was 18. So I was able to always make money tra mm -hmm. while traveling, playing mm -hmm. music. But I definitely would just pretty much, you know, ride my bike to the beach often. And I would spend my days uh, writing, writing. Oh my God. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like traveling because that's was when I really started at that age. It was just mm -hmm. it was so mind opening to me. I feel like right. I learned much more, and it just that's what I was doing. That's so that's like so special. I don't know. Like you kind of like know that like something's your passion when like you just like always end up doing it. Like you're just not doing other things. You know, like yeah. you're just like always drawn to it. Like you can't really avoid it. Yeah. And like, gosh, that sounds like kind of magic. I, I like. I don't know. Well, I've always like written stuff like in my yeah. journal because I've always had like journals and journals and journals. And I wow. just like, have this like lots of like ideas and jokes that I like make to myself in my head. But like I've like, I don't know, up until very like up until like maybe the last two years, like I've been like very reluctant to like even speak or like even like talk to people because like I'm afraid to like even like I was like afraid like in high school, I was like so awkward and so nerdy and like just like so afraid to like let anyone actually like see me because I was like afraid of what they would think of me kind of and like I mean still with like everyone in Montauk like even like I feel like I like in the beginning like when I was younger like I felt like I couldn't even talk to anyone but now like I do and and like I've like always wanted to write but now I is like the first time where like I kind of feel like I can actually do that and like this radio show has been like huge for me because I get to talk to other people and also like I've like I mean I really like writing and I started yeah. I started writing and it feels so good to start writing like I don't really care if it's good like I just like doing it you know yeah, so. that's why I started too it was just therapeutic mm -hmm. I had to totally. it always it helped me so much yeah my first really bad heartache mm -hmm. yeah when I was like that age so yeah uh don't forget about what you said about it being therapeutic because i want to go back to that but uh -huh. let's take another break and listen to some music okay well this for us i definitely have another one this okay. might be about one of my most foolish crushes you asked me okay. about a crush that helped shape who i am or what i would say that this girl really <laughs> took a toll on me um no this is a song about being a little too keen on somebody who's not quite keen in return mm. I know that all too well. I would say there won't be any names mentioned, but the title of this song is Olivia. <laughs>
looks like you fell in love And I know you don't believe in God But it looks like she was sent from above I never got that letter that she swore to send in the mail Was it lost in translation? Oh, maybe that ship never sat Was it like therapeutic to write the song? Were you nervous to come out with it because it had her name like as the title? I like said it the whole time. Like, um, tell me. Yeah, I think she probably still hates me actually. But um, <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, I actually like kind of. I just yeah, I was really really hung up on that gal for a while because mm -hmm. uh, the song I kind of just like stopped hearing from her. Um, but. I just, yeah, I definitely like writing that song helped me with, with it for sure, with that whole being heartached and confused uh, process. But I never thought I would show that song to anyone. <laughs> um, I, I really, it was, I kind of just, it kind of just poured out of me one day. It was a cold winter day. And um, yeah, I, I think I played it. I played it at a gig once and one of my friends was like, that's my new favorite song of yours. And then like people would ask for it and people liked it. So I kept it and I recorded it and put it on the EP. But um, yeah. I like that one a lot too. I think so <laughs> maybe I could have changed the name, but like, it's just such a good name. Yeah. And also like sometimes, I mean like, so when I'm writing and I change the name, like it doesn't feel right because it's like not yeah. the same person. It's like not achieving the same thing yeah like yeah like when I published well when I like published writing for my professor I had to like change some of my family's names and like when I read the piece I was like oh like this feels kind of wrong and then I like when I published on my blog I change people's names yeah. it's probably the smarter thing to do I <laughs> the smarter thing to do I don't want to dox anyone although like I did actually put this guy's name huh in one of the essays like the five first states one and then he like called me on the phone and he was like really upset with me oh, and it was actually like really funny well no it wasn't funny he just like called me and was like do you want to go surfing and i was like no and then he was like he was like by the way i'm seeing someone and i was like okay <laughs> like it was just like kind of funny i'm like i really don't care oh. um yeah, but, and then he, like, swiped up on my Instagram story and told me to smile, and then I told him to poop his pants, which is, like, really, like, a great, like, I was, like, wow, that was a great response. So I, like, good job. Like, I don't know why. I just think it's funny because it's, like, so That's vile. Funny. <laughs> um, I never told that by someone. It's pretty vile. It's pretty good. Um, but, okay, so, like, I, like, so after I told my friend that I liked him, um 
and he was like i just see you as a friend i like wrote this awesome like little writing story about like our friendship and how like i always thought that i was leading him on and like rejecting him and then i come to find out that like he's always seen me as a friend and i'm like what the fuck is going on so i wrote this story about it and like I want to publish it because I think it's good. It's like maybe like one of the better things I've written because like my heart's like so in it and it's yeah, so real. But if I publish it, like I'm like nervous to publish it and I could publish it with a different name, but he would still know that it's him. So like, what do you do? Like, what do you, how do you like deal with that as an artist? Like when you know that like you're like talking about somebody and like you have to face them knowing it, like how do you, yeah. how do you deal with that? How do I deal with it personally? Yeah, how do you deal with it? Well, I feel like, you know, one of my friends once told me that, uh, <laughs> that you don't wear your heart on your sleeves, you wear it on your forehead. So I've always been one to make it very obvious and very known when I am crushing on someone or mm -hmm. I, I, my feelings, I, I can't hide them. It's like too obvious. So um, I think that with people hear the songs that I wrote about them, they'll know because it's just too kind of specific. Um, I mean, think about how many people have wrote books and wrote songs about people that, you know, it's probably a wiser thing to change the name, but I, I don't know. Yeah. I, and God, yeah. like, we all know I wear my heart on my forehead too. Yeah. So like. <laughs> I think it's a better way to be honestly. So cheers to that. Like. Cheers to that, Annie. <laughs> God. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but you know miles anyways uh, <laughs> um miles yeah i saw that actually I miles know. i saw that it jumped out to me but i you know i, I caught it <laughs> i don't know if, i don't think miles miles definitely didn't read that no that's a good name change i thought it was a great name change i was proud of it i was like accurate right miles is good, <laughs> it's good. i'm with it <laughs> <laughs> oh poor miles yeah well that's great it's great you know um yeah i have no comment there i did not allowed to comment on that um i'll have one so anyway. yeah i like uh, but like, this new this new essay is like really like it's good like we're excited about it but like i'm afraid to publish it because i still haven't like talked to my friend about it yet so i'm like what do I do, you know? Or do I just go for it, like, full send, he subscribed. He's yeah. a big fan of the crushing blog. Like, I don't know, like, he's just going to get it in his inbox? Like, I well, don't know. He'll read it or he'll not read it, but either way, he'll know what it's about, and it'll just be between you and him. You know? No one else is going to know. Yeah. Except mm -hmm. other people know, because, like, I have, like, such a big mouth. I'm, like, so <laughs> bad. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever whatever okay that was like a big sidetrack but anyways yeah so well i don't know so i guess like i want to like talk like what about and like what about your writing process too like like when do you feel like you're like doing the most effective like writing like music playing etc like continue you is there like i don't know like are you ever like Sometimes I'm like, oh, like I need to go surfing so like I can go think and like mm -hmm. like go do something else. And then like when I come back, like I can write better. Do you have a writing process? Um I I don't really it's kind of different, right? But like I'm kind of one of those people because I feel so much and like I like I, I do this because like it keeps me sane and it's just how I get my thoughts and my feelings out. So for me, like, I mean, I haven't wrote anything new. I have like starts to things, but like for me, they just like pour out when I'm, depends on how heartbroken I am, which is kind of, you know, I can write about other things, but those songs kind of just like flow easier. So really it's when I'm kind of like in a heartbroken phase, spending a lot of time in solitude uh, is when the songs kind of just pour out of me. Mm -hmm. And I don't really have a particular writing process for every thing. I mean, I definitely have to be alone. That's an important part of it. And for me, because you know how beautiful Montauk is, I've got so many little nooks and spots where I know no matter how busy it is, I can be away from people. Because for me, just like knowing that somebody else's energy is around, it creates this like mental block. So I think it's definitely important for me to be in my own space. And then from there, yeah, easier yeah. to flow and feel. 
I really want to like take advantage of my time in COVID quarantine and write because yeah. I don't know what else I'm gonna do. So read. You know, maybe I'll write a song. Maybe. No, you really should put some of them words to chords. I can, words, I can do it. One, four, five progression. <laughs> Easy peasy song done. Why is a singer songwriter? Who would have that coming? No, this is true. It's better. It's always good to start with that. Okay. Um, you want to play another one for us? Mm -hmm. Um, let me see. Uh, I was thinking about songs. My 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 most crushworthy songs are relatable songs to this topic. And um this is one I wrote. I never really play too much because I, I don't even know if it was done. Right now it's called Unfinished Feelings in parentheses sober. No, drunk, not sober. <laughs> sober, yeah. I mean drunk. <laughs> drunk, not sober. And it's actually a song about unrequited love. So um, I think it's appropriate and um, yeah. I'll give it a go. <clears throat> about that one any ideas any thoughts anything that comes to mind well like i said i think for me that song was a well it's song about unrequited love it's about mm -hmm. you know, feeling for someone and it's not quite mutual you know um and in that being said you know it starts off saying she's floating sailing doing good and i'm sinking drinking 
<laughs> that's how it starts off and then you know i think i say uh you know you fall in love with the people that you meet and it's the ones that you want are the ones that you never can keep mm. the one that hits me in a way yeah and i think that song yeah that song just kind of same thing just rolled out mm. and what do you do about that what do you do yeah. You just keep writing songs until you find somebody else to crush on. Somebody new? <laughs> a new love? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Are, okay, are you one of those people that thinks that, like, like love like love is only, like, when it's, like, mutual, but, like, infatuation is, like, when it's, like, unrequited or, like, limerence or something? Or, like, do you consider it all the same? Like, what do you think about that? Um, Do I think you can really be, like, in love with someone, madly in love with someone if they're not in love in return. I mean, I feel like being like, I don't know. I feel like it's, yeah. I feel like if somebody's not madly in love with you in return, then it's just not meant to be that way. Yeah. I'm kind of one of those people that's like all about, I'm super cheesy. I'm like a hopeless romantic. You know, when you meet that person, it's like the freaking stars are twinkling, million different lights. And it's like, you really feel it. And um, yeah, yeah so I don't feel the cosmic connection. I'm not really, in, you know. I gotta feel the type of that type of thing. So I feel like when you feel that, then it's really it's yeah. Really you ever think like when's it my turn? Because I always think that that's like so. Like, oh, I'm in that boat right now because it's been a while. I then I haven't really. I, I honestly haven't even really had a crush on somebody in a little while because my heart got broke so bad. But um, but yeah um, no, I, it, it happens. It always happens when it's meant to, and it's always when you least expect it. See, and that's what everybody says. I don't know. I don't know how it's, it's going to be when I'm least expecting it. Like, I just don't believe that. I'm like, I'm going to expect this. That's, how that's, am I not going to know? How am I, I not going to know? Does I mean, I can say that it has happened. So it's, it, happen. it has happened. And is it going to be my turn? I don't, I don't know. Maybe in 20 years. I don't know. I think that the universe really knows when it's supposed to happen and then it does when it does. And you feel it. When, you know, you always got to follow your intuition. You follow it. your intuition. I agree with that. I don't know. Everyone, okay, so like all my guests who come on this show, their advice to like fall in love is like, just do the things that you love. Like put your heart and soul into like the things that you love and like being independent. And then it's going to come when you least expect it. And I'm like, I whenever people say that I'm kind of like lol like I kind of think this is a crack of shit because like uh, I'm always doing the shit that I love and guess what like hasn't happened for me like I've like never even like been in a relationship yeah. ever like I've had like I mean there's been like lots like a rotating cast of men in my life but they're all insignificant and kind of suck so there's like not like you know and so it's like it's also like weird too because I don't know, like, when I, like, I often compare myself to other people, as everyone yeah, does. But, like, my, like, it's hard to, like, to see my roommates happy. And it's, like, I'm genuinely happy for them, but, like, also I'm, like, I want to be, like, give me attention. Like, I want to be your friend. Like, give me attention. And, like, um, you know, and, like, I'm, like, what's my, like, hey, guys. Kind of a bummer when you're, not a bummer, but I mean, like, when you're, like, most best pals are in deep and heavy relationships and then you don't get to see them too much anymore I feel like that's a bummer mm -hmm. but um I also feel like you, you know I don't know I, I'm also someone that really thrives in my like independence and when I am in a relationship I don't really write that much I'm less creative yeah. and, um, and I, I just think that it, it, it's it's important to always focus on yourself and, and put yourself first. And I really do think that the universe will provide you with the right person when it's the right time. So when you're not with someone, you just continue to give yourself all the self-love. So that way you're ready to love someone else when it comes along. <laughs> wow. Wow. That was a great, great one there. <laughs> um, right. I wow. Know. She's I'm just like a linguist. Like, she's just giving it to me. <laughs> Okay. This is like the only topic I like to talk about, it, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, okay. Um, I oh, I did like want to talk a little bit about like like surfing because we didn't touch on that so much. But I was wondering, like, I don't know, like, what you think about like Montauk and like surfing out there and like surfing as a woman in general because 
I kind of, I feel like in Montauk, it's like a really hyper-masculine space. Like, there's just like so much just like, like top, toxic masculinity. Like there's, I feel like. <laughs> I think there's too much toxic masculinity <laughs> everywhere. Um, um, anyway, but I mean, how do I feel about that? Yeah, like, how, I don't know. Like, how do you feel about it? Do you ever think about it? Like, to be honest with you, I've always loved being a female surfer. I don't know. I've never really felt like, I mean, it is a male dominated sport, but I don't feel like it is anymore. There's so yeah, many girls out there now. And it's like, there's way more females in the lineup than ever. And I always get stoked when I see chicks mm -hmm. but I've on like growing up and like being the only girl that was like surfing and when I was back you know, in high school and stuff like that I mean I, I liked it mm -hmm. I, I never had any problems guy mm -hmm. you know yeah but now it's just so much it's just so much more popular in general and they're and a lot of girls are into skateboarding and surfing and this now because right. it's, it's like but, cool it's cool. Everybody's cool. doing it. All the cool girls are surfing now. Well, that's um, true. I'm very glad that I started as a wee lad gal. Yeah. gal. But anyway, yeah. yeah, I don't really, I honestly feel like there's just way more females now. So yeah. I don't. Yeah, I agree with that. I think I've like, always had heaps. I always feel like for me, like being a girl has almost been more beneficial because like when you're traveling, like they like to give you waves. Being yeah, they like to give you waves. They like to help you. Yeah. Like there's like also kind of like I kind of feel like if I'm like like surfing Malibu for example like people like think that they like underestimate me and so then they're like oh like we're just gonna like let her go and then they're like and then I'm like taking advantage of people underestimating me all the time which like kind of works out in my favor yeah. and also if I ever fuck up like nobody's gonna like come and like yell at me it's yeah. just like, what are they gonna do fight me like no like it, you know so I get that, but I also, I don't know, I also kind of can feel like sometimes in Montauk that like, like all eyes are on me. Like sometimes I wish I could just like not be, like I could just like be a guy and like blend in more and just like yeah. not feel like when I'm surfing, I like, like, I don't know, like I'm just like, I just want to surf and like not think about my body or like yeah. not think about other people thinking about me but like it's hard to avoid or like it can be hard to avoid like and like also like too like when I was a kid like I just like wit I like wish that I was a guy because like when I would like go out to Montauk because I'm like I just like wish I could like hang out with my brother and all the guys and like I wouldn't be the only girl like I feel like they all like had this like camaraderie and like I didn't have it and I felt like a nuisance and like so annoying to them and I feel like that's definitely like been you know now it's like different and also at school like I have a lot of girlfriends who surf and in Montauk I've like made girlfriends who surf but like when I used to surf with my brother and just like other guys it was like oh like I hate this like I don't you know like it's just like uncomfy I don't know. I've always been the only girl, or I was a lot when I was younger, and now I'm not anymore. I have way more mm -hmm. girlfriends. But also with surfing, like, I mean, I guess when you're younger and learning and stuff, you feel like people are watching you and you feel nervous. But like, when you're surfing, nobody gives a shit at anybody else but themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's an individual thing. I mean, you're out there, whatever. But no one, you know, because I have friends who feel like people are watching, but no surfers are so selfish ass human beings like, i'm not watching anyone else <laughs> they're just, no they're just we're just out there for ourselves yeah know? yeah and it's all about being encouraged though i love surfing with pals mm -hmm. they get, stuck, get mm -hmm. stoked on each other's waves mm -hmm. so like more of a nervous kid thing maybe that's interesting yeah yeah surfing with friends is fun <laughs> it's you know what's even funner than surfing with friends when you have a crush on somebody in the lineup oh my god that's no terrible no, I, I, I think it's the best, but, 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 but if they're crushing back in return and then you like play this kind of game, I don't know. I experienced I it. When it was and they're like dropping in on, like I, I've been there, done that. Yeah, I get kind of annoyed though. Cause I'm oh. like, then I like, sometimes I'm like, I just want to serve, like stop flirting with me. Like don't drop in on me. Like that's not that's flirting. Bad. Like let me serve. Like now you're annoying me. <laughs> like, oh, I, don't boy. I don't know. I love having to crush on somebody in the lineup. I can't, I can't wait. Like, to, like, and you got to surf your best. And then, you know, you guys are trying to like, 
always make sure, oh, did they see my wave? Did they see, you know, it's just, it's not. Adds a little extra excitement. A little extra, a little extra stakes, a little extra excitement. Oh my God. Already. I feel like, I feel like I need to like have a crush on somebody who's actually a really good surfer. So then I'll like, then they'll actually know how to surf and I won't be better than them and just like feel so annoyed with them. Cause that's like story of my life is that all the guys that I ever surf with, I'm just better than them. And I'm like, why are you lying to me about being a good surfer? You suck. <laughs> Anyways, um, a new song? Yep, time for one more or two more songs. Um, how many have we done? We've done three. Okay, oh, we could do, we could do one more. We could do two, we'll just like wrap up with one more song, but let's do one more, two more one, songs. Two one, short okay. question, one. Okay, so we're gonna do this song here, right? And uh, since I've played for you a little heartachey tunes, this one's kind of the opposite. This song is about being in a relationship that you don't really want to be in anymore. It's called, it's, it's like being on the other end um, for once. It's called B minor seven. version an acoustic version okay very good very good um i have one more question for you um what's the what's the future of dating in 2022 like what's your two cents on finding love at like at 20 at 25 at 30 at 40 like you know we have like this dating app culture now you think that's worth anyone's while? You know, I, I don't know, but I can't really say that I have an experience with the dating apps because I feel like I'm just such an old school hippie. Like I said to you before, I'm all about like, you know, that kind of cosmic connection. I might even really believe in love at first sight too, but um, <laughs> I don't really, I, I can't really say that I have any experience with the dating apps. I made a Tinder once for a month and like, just felt really weird to me. Mm -hmm. you know, I kind of just did it to meet 
a friend maybe. And I did meet up and I just felt unnatural, but I think it works for a lot of people and it's just so normal for nowadays, but I, I really don't have experience with it. I kind of just like believe in the stars lining up and following your intuition. Oh my God. <laughs> it, you know? The stars. I just think that you shouldn't waste your time on people you're not crazy about. Yeah, I agree with that. And that makes dating apps a waste of time. Because oh, like, it's just never good. It's never I, good. I, yeah, I don't know. But I, I think when somebody gives you the butterflies on fire feeling, you got to act upon it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like actually get a re- I've been getting really annoyed with like a lot of like this dating advice that I'm like seeing on like TikTok and like other yeah. social media that's like just go on 10 dates on Hinge or Tinder and like one of them's gonna work out like one of them's gonna work out I'm like this is like actually bullshit because like if you're meeting someone online then like they literally have no like grounding in your life like there's nothing to like pull you guys towards each other you also don't know each other it's like hard to like build a relationship with somebody you don't know like it's just like how are people like getting on their their platforms and saying that you know friends who have gotten married from like tender people that they've met I mean it happens they're just like for me I because I think I'm just so like old school and I just I'm all about the human connection and all that shit I just don't Mm -hmm. really you know just yeah I guess like what bothers me about it is not that it's like the dating app itself but more that like people are like oh it's a numbers game and so like if you go on enough dating app dates it's gonna happen but it's like it's not more likely to happen there than like any other context in your life you know so I think that's like what's kind of flawed about it yeah Hmm. I don't know if I'm with that if I'm with that advice I think with you I'm not knowing if that's the right way to think about it I don't know that's I don't know I I also it's not for me like uh, Annie it's not for me like I tried (laughs) it's not for me like I'm like way too sensitive for that like it's kind of funny because like I thought that like I could like pull off like being like some kind of like hard like badass person who just like goes on tinder and like parties but it's like that's actually really just like not who I am at all like I'm really sensitive and like I have really strong feelings and I'm a wholesome person when's your birthday again September 15th I'm a Virgo oh yeah you are I love those yeah I like to cuddle up in my bed and like read books and watch movies and eat ice cream and like I don't need to try to be like a party girl because like it's not healthy for you anyway you're gonna look a lot better um (laughs) but I don't know like when when did you first fall in love oh my first time really really falling in love I I was like 17 Mm -hmm. in high school yeah it was it was with a girl and it was my first like was the first time I was really like I was pretty obsessed with a boy actually for for a while in 11th grade. We dated for 2 weeks. Um, wow. <laughs> but uh but but there was my my high school love um yeah. I was I was like 17 and it didn't end very well, which made it a lot harder to get over cuz you we were so young that there were parents involved and things like that. Oh. It really messed me up for a while and it just mm-hmm. like messes with the young person's head, but it took me a long time to get over that. But I got a lot of that's like actually what got me to start writing music was that first bit of heartache so got a lot out of it oh, God. <laughs> I think about that person sometimes I can't wait to fall in love that's one thing about me I'm just like it's a good thing you know but it, it it's it, it comes when it's meant to because it takes up a lot of energy and headspace so you know I think that like things that happen when you're young they really mess you up man Uh, well they they, well they say like you never forget your first love like for sure it's like the first time you're feeling that crazy connection with someone Mm -hmm. you know but it's always it's it's always different each new person and you learn so many things about yourself from each person that you're with and that's what relationships are for yeah teach us they're mirrors they're mirrors they're energy i haven't been in one in a while i'm good you're good she's good I'm, I'm chilling for a little while after that oh last god. one. Oh my god okay last song yeah we, we we this one was a special request by you i believe it was this song is good to to end our crushing conversation with because it's about surfing which we both have the biggest love obsession with, right um yeah not necessarily to be taken too seriously, but it's called Pitted, so Pitted. <laughs>
It should be released. Yes, I think it should be released. I'm very excited about it. Everyone's favorite song of mine, and uh, I actually wrote it with a friend of mine when we were like 18. I can't take the oh, credit. Love it. I love it. It's Thank so you. good. It, it needs to be on the. It'll be on the interweb by by the end of the summer. The interwebs. We <laughs> only interweb the end of the summer. <laughs> um. Oh my gosh. Annie, I want to give you a, I wish, I can't wait till I can give you a hug. Oh, me too. I'm glad I got to see you recently, but you know. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be back, right? I'll be back. Yeah. Okay. Hearing back from internships. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do this summer. It's TBD, but we'll see. Um, okay. Well. That's our, that's our guys. That was episode 12 of Crushing. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, Maya. What a pleasure. Absolutely. All right.